0: Over the past couple weeks, there has been a lot of work done here at the church. Concrete has been laid and stonework done for the plaza and columbarium outside. And the walls of classrooms have been painted. The floor is getting to be refreshed. We're all getting ready for the fall program here at WHPC. And in our scripture lesson today, King Josiah who's a young king, only about 18 years old. He's doing some temple renovations of his own. And today, they find the scroll of the Torah. The scroll of the Torah is the history of God's people, the history of God liberating God's people and walking with God's people in the wilderness. But they don't know what they have. Because King Josiah's father had let the temple go into disrepair, and his father before him had also left the temple to go into disrepair. You see, they had forgotten their history. They had forgotten their story. They had forgotten who they were and whose they were. So when they find this scroll, they don't know what they have. And it's kind of like the classic PBS show, Antiques Roadshow, where you have an artifact, but you need some authority to affirm its authenticity. So they take the scroll to the high priest, Hilkiah, who takes it to the royal secretary, Shephon, who takes it to King Josiah, and all these guys get around and they have a conference and they decide, to take it to the prophetess, Huldah, who's outside of the gates of Jerusalem. Our scripture lesson today comes from 2 Kings, the 22nd chapter. We'll start in verse 14 and go through 20. Listen to God's word for you. So the priest Hilkiah and Ahikam and Akbar and Shaphan and Asaiah, they all went to the prophetess Huldah, the wife of Shalom, son of Tikvah, son of Harhas, keeper of the wardrobe. She resided in Jerusalem in the second quarter where they consulted her. And she declared to them, thus says the Lord of God of Israel, tell the man who sent you to me, Thus says the Lord, I will indeed bring disaster on this place and on its inhabitants. All the words of the book of the, that the king of Judah has read, because they have abandoned me and have made offerings to other gods so that they have provoked me to anger with all the works of their hands. And therefore, my wrath will be kindled against this place and it will not be quenched. But as to the king of Judah who sent you to inquire of the Lord, thus shall you say to him, thus says the Lord, the God of Israel. Regarding the words that you have heard, because your heart was penitent and you humbled yourself before the Lord when you had heard how I spoke against this place and against its inhabitants and that they should become a desolation and a curse, and because you have torn your clothes and wept before me, I also have heard you, says the Lord, and therefore I will gather up you to your ancestors and you shall be gathered to your grave in peace. Your eyes shall not see the disaster that I will bring on this place. And they took the message back to the king. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Now you might be asking yourself why on earth Would one choose this scripture to preach on? And you might be asking yourself, well, who in the world is Holda? And I suppose a couple of you are probably saying, well, what are you doing? The seminary intern preaching here this morning anyway. Well, I have to say it is a privilege to be asked to share the good news with you today. And it's been a pleasure to serve as your intern from Austin Presbyterian Theological Seminary for these past six months. I moved to Austin with my wife Rachel and our two kids Rowan and Kieran. We moved from a little town on the Kansas prairie and there I fell in love with a small rural congregation in Americas, Kansas that I served for nearly three years as a lay pastor. I grew up in the church. My father was a faithful choir director. My mother served as a deacon and an elder and later as a minister of word and sacrament. And I would not be here this morning had it not been for her gentle, if not persistent, nudging, always providing me space to hear my call, always inviting me to consider and discern, always reminding me of who I am and whose I am. There's one thing that I know about churches large and small, and that's, they have at least one thing in common, and that's that women keep the show going. Am I right? As faithful leaders, as servants, as caregivers and caretakers, women not only serve, but they also preserve our faith as mothers and as teachers and as preachers. And as we continue our sermon series today on songs of scripture, this week we turn our attention to songs that make us remember. Our scripture today tells how the Hebrew people were reminded of their covenant relationship with God, the God who made and kept God's promises, the God who liberated the people from the bondage of Egypt and walked with them in the wilderness the God who raised up the nation of Israel. holda reminds the people of who they are and whose they are. Let us pray. Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts lead us closer to your will for us today and all of our days. For you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Let me introduce you to Huldah. Huldah is one of the seven prophetesses of the Hebrew scripture. And for thousands of years, readers of this text have asked, why Huldah? Why not one of the other great prophets of Hebrew scripture? Why not Jeremiah, who was preaching in the marketplace? Or why not Sephaniah, that was proclaiming the pending doom of Judah in the synagogues? Why Hulda? Well, several recently published scientific studies have confirmed what our wives could probably already tell us, and that is that women remember things better. Scientific American reported that women use more in different parts of their brain regions than men do when experiencing or remembering intense emotional experiences. And a similar study out of Cornell suggests that women notice and remember more and recall it in better detail. And I can tell you as a husband for more than 19 years, when your wife says she remembers something, you agree with her that that's the way it happened. Now, rabbinic tradition tells us that Huldah taught outside of the temple gates, teaching the women and welcoming the weary to the city. She was ministering to those on the outside. She was serving the least and the last. I think that Huldah remembers what had been forgotten by the nation's religious leaders and political elite. Huldah had been teaching and living Torah all along. She was living the law. She was walking the talk. And you might ask, well, what was that exactly? Well, I think Jesus summarized it well when he was asked, teacher, which of these is the greatest commandment of the law? And he replies, love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your mind, and that this is the greatest commandment, and that the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All of the law and the prophets hang on these commandments. It seems that Josiah has remembered the first part of the law, but maybe he's forgotten the second about loving the neighbor. See, Huldah stands in a long line of women who have stood outside reminding God's people of who they are and whose they are. And for the past few months I've had the pleasure of meeting with some of the wonderful women here at the church for a Tuesday Bible study. And a couple weeks ago we were studying Mary's song, The Magnificat, where she praises God after learning that she will give birth to the Messiah. And she says that he has shown strength in his arms and he has exalted those of humble estates. He has filled the hungry with good and things. It's a, a joyful song of triumph from an immigrant woman, an unwed mother living in an occupied territory. A voice from the outside that reminds us of God's promises for us. Anyway, one of these wonderful wise women says well this just shows that Jesus was a great teacher. I'm thinking okay. She says because this is exactly what Jesus told in his famous sermon on the mount. When he says that the strength of his arm, will uh, that this, that he has shown the strength of his arm, and he has exalted those of humble estates and he's filled the hungry with good things to eat. This is the same thing that Mary sang, and the same thing that Jesus preached. This is the song that Huldah teaches us, and this is what these women lifted up to me at that Bible study. Before Jesus' baptism, Jesus knew who he was because Mary taught him who he was and whose he was. We had a baptism here this morning at 9.30 and we did the very same thing. We welcomed Olivia into God's family, proclaiming her as a child of God, reminding her of who she was and extolling the congregation and her parents to continue to tell her that she is a child of God. Like Huldah, Mary's song and Jesus' teaching all emphasize that you simply cannot love God without loving your neighbor. Or put another way, we come to know God's love through the love that we share with one another. This is what Huldah had been teaching all along outside of the temple gates. Huldah still remembered the music of God's love song even when the words might have been forgotten, even when the scrolls may have been lost, Holda remembers the tune and passes it on for those people outside of the gate, reminding those people that they, who they were and whose they were. So here's what the king does after hearing from Holda. Then the king directed that all the elders of Judah and Jerusalem should be gathered to him. And the king went up to the house of the Lord, and with him went all the people of Judah, all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the priests, the prophets, and all the people both small and great. And he read in their hearing all the words of the book of the covenant that had been found in the house of the Lord. The king stood by the pillar and made a covenant before the Lord to follow the Lord, keeping his commandments, his decrees, and his statutes with all of his heart and all of his soul to perform the words of this covenant that were written in this book and all the people joined in the covenant our scripture today celebrates when the people of Judah remembered that they were God's people called into community into covenant community with their creator and with one another and it calls the church to remember who we are and whose we are. This is what we celebrate every time when we come together in worship. And it calls us to remember our why as well. Because if we forget our why, our main thing, then we're really only serving ourselves. And as Pastor Claire reminded us last week, Our why is to love one another with that agape love that this is our main thing, that this is what we are called to keep our main thing, our love for one another. Now let's be honest. It's not always easy to remember this when we are faced with the prospects of going back to masking and limiting the activities that we just started to take for granted. But we we remember who we are and whose we are. That we are all children of God. That we are called to love one another. We are reminded and we are called to protect the weak and the vulnerable. Remembering who we are and whose we are calls us to serve and to teach. Remembering who we are and whose we are calls us to lift up the least and the last. Remembering who we are and whose we are leads us to love those that nobody loves. This summer we've been sharing popular songs that remind us of scripture, a way of maybe hearing something on the radio and recalling something that you might have heard at a sermon or during worship. And when I was asked for suggestions on songs that you might remember, the first thing that came to my mind was Earth, Wind, and Fire, September. And I will confess to you, the reason is because the very first part of the song goes, Do you remember that night sometime in December, the 21st time in December? Anyway, that's all I remember about it. But I love the song, and the song is really a love song that's recalling a love that might have grown dim over time. And I see this is the song that Yahweh sings through Holda outside the gates. And I think this is the song that God continues to sing to us, reminding us of that love that is shared through God, through us into the world. This calls the church to remember and continue to lead with love, to love one another. It calls everyone great and small to remember who they are and whose they are. And may this be so in your life, in the life of this congregation, and in the life of his church. Amen.